So 
sow before we reap. Give before we get. But look at what he's going to tell us again. He said, these things concern the sons of men. But do you know, church, from our reaper, the Bible says in John chapter 3, a man, but then on Nicodemus, what did he like men? And said, how can I, a man, become spirit? How can I, a son of man, become a son of God? Why was he asking? Because the things that sons of men have to go through are not the same things of the God got to go through. Sons of men have to wait for a time to sow and a time to reap. Sons of God, all things are beautiful in his time concerning death. Yeah. So he was going to tell them, here, he was saying, please, you see that, you see that? You want to say to them, everything you go through in life is a travel. Why? Because you are still the son of man. Are you still here, church? The things that you will go through in life are as a result of you being a son of man. Let me tell you, church, as many as are born of women are less than those who are born of the Spirit. So this man called the was wanted to transform or transform from being a son of men to a son of God. Hallelujah. So that he will never have to travail ever again in his life. See what he said, a time to be born, a time to die? That is still evident, church. It only limits those who it concerns. Because after that, he said, God himself makes all things beautiful when? In his time. Not in the time of sons of men, but in his own time. And as many as received him, he gave them power to be transformed from sons of men to what? Sons of God. So now, instead of having to go through seasons in life, you have entered a new dispensation whereby you do not need seasons to operate, but you operate from what he has already done in his own time, which is all things work together for your good. Whatever it is you are looking on to, whatever it is you are trying to receive from God, it is possible, church. So last week, I did speak to you that when it comes to dairy fruits, there might be a season to that. When it comes to a natural tree giving fruit in its season, that right there, church, concerns the things of the natural world. But when we cross out of the natural world into the spirit world, it does not tie us down. Why? Because as a believer, God said to us in Genesis chapter 1, He said, as long as the earth remains, seek time and harvest will not cease. But in Genesis 1, 28, the same God said, He blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, and what? Replenish the earth. So, I told you last week that he cursed the tree for one reason. It was unproductive. It was not producing fruit. And I told you as believers, we do not wait for seasons to produce fruit. Yes. We produce fruit on a daily basis. Amen. What are these fruits we produce? Genesis chapter 5. I'm sorry, Galatians 5. Gotta show you this. Galatians chapter 5. 
If you're there, say amen. Can we have it on the screen, Galatians 5? Verse 22, Galatians 5. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5. Amen. Amen. Someone is there. Please progress the boss. Alright, so he begins by saying, But the fruit of the Spirit. Can we always get a one to three go? But the fruit of the Spirit. Is that alright? Please Are we already now? Yes. Let's get a one, two, three, go. Because they don't have joy. 
sick person may be going through so much pain, but they still got joy. Yeah. Are you still here, church? Yeah. What causes them to be healed faster than anybody else is the joy that's in your heart. Church, joy brings healing. Joy produces healing. Yeah. What's anybody who's always, oh, They've always nursed diseases. They've always carried pain around. But what someone who's always joyful, you will never, I'll say my necessity. If you ever tell me you have faith, or you love the Lord and you have faith, and then a small pain hits you, and you sit at home, and you're nursing it, oh, God, heal me. See, God doesn't heal in a state of faithlessness. Everybody he healed, he needed faith from them. Are you still here, church? Yeah. That is why when they bring a man who is sick on a sick on a, on a, on a sick bed, the first thing he said is, get up. If that man obeys those words, get up, that's when the healing is. It does not begin when he says you are healed. It actually starts when he says, get up. Understand that this man could not get up by himself. He was brought in there. But when Greg said, get up, he listened to the word he heard and he reacted in accordance. Every time you hear God's word and you react in accordance to what you are hearing, it births healing. It births a miracle in your life. Somebody's laying down. Oh God, I want to go to church. You know I want to go, but I just can't go because I'm tired. Oh my goodness. Where does strength come from? If somebody's listening. So these are things that I wish that we can capture the things, grasp these things. It will change the people that we are inside. If you can understand that nothing is strong enough to hold you down, church, then nothing will ever be able to hold you down. Are you still here? Yeah. I know some of you, or some of us in this place, whenever you're sick, or anything is wrong to you, anything is wrong to you, you put yourself somewhere, you sit down, you cover yourself, and you are shaking. And you expect it to be healed, you will be healed, church. But we have no testimony for you. Because the testimony comes. When you by yourself say, nobody has a church if you can understand these things. Blessed shall you be. Nobody has to come lay hands on you. Because you have the word of God inside of you and on top of the tip of your tongue. If you speak that word and by his stripes I am healed, don't lay down and you keep saying, oh, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes. No, 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 church. From that scene where someone you're shaking, get up and say, by his stripes I am healed. And people walk around your house. Hallelujah. Act like you would act if nothing was wrong with you. That is what faith is, church. It comes from joy. I know that my joy is where it is. Nothing touches my joy. For that reason, church, I shall not be moved. No matter what happens around me, I cannot be moved. No matter what tries to shake me, I am immovable. I say every day, unshakable. But how about the little pain comes and shakes you down and beats you back so much that you can't even get up? Faith, church, you must apply. All these things the same fruit that comes from the Spirit. You find a man who's never seen. Besides the fact that he always says he can only see, he is never seen. You know why, church? Because his fruit is of the Spirit. What is a fruit? A fruit is what comes out of you. Can I say that again? Yes. What is a fruit? A fruit is something that works inside of you and comes out of you. Check the tree. Every tree for a season begins to nurse. 
nurse, nurse. After a while, you see he produces the fruit in his season. But as a believer, when the Spirit of God is inside of you, it's always there. The fruits are always abiding. January, you have fruits. February, you have fruits. Go all the way to April, you have fruits. In October, you have fruits. Even in December, you are still producing fruit. Because it is born of the Spirit and not a physical thing. Church, the fruit of the Spirit does not come by your strength. It doesn't come by what you know. When the Spirit lives in a man, he has no choice but to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. How do you know the Spirit is in you? It's not by how much tongues you speak. No. Anybody can speak in tongues. I can come and say, you can say, you can add that to me too. Amen. And then he just what he talks. Church, the evidence of the Spirit is not necessarily speaking in tongues. It is the fruit that comes from the Spirit that is inside of you. Come back to scriptures. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Read it out. Love. What's the next one? Joy. The next one? Peace. Oh my goodness. How many times do you go through stuff and you're busy running from one post to the other post? Even people who have the Spirit of God still make that mistake. Church, you know what we need? Allow the fruits to be produced. Stop. Stop fighting. You know how we fight it? We try to find every other solution except for the solution that God has given to us. Oh, how can I make this work? Go back to them, ask them, how can I make this work? Or oh, it's not happening right. Something's happening around me. Ask the Spirit, but how can I? He lives inside of you. The reason why He came to be inside of you to begin with is so that you can exhibit the power that He places inside of you. He said, I will teach you all things. You will know all things. What do you need to know? The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He will speak to you, church. You know why pastors always feel like you super, you superman? Because they learn to harness the gift of the Spirit that is inside of them through His fruits. Are you still here, church? Yes. Don't get it twisted. The difference between the gift of the Spirit, we'll do that later, and the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. The fruit of the Spirit speaks of who we are. The gift of the Spirit speaks of who God is. Yeah. Are you still here, church? Yeah. Okay, let's read on. So he says what? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Long Come on, help me to shout this back to me. What's the next Long one? Suffering. What does this mean? What does this mean? Suffer long. Amen. 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 What does long suffering mean? Suffer. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. How many of you like to suffer? Uh-uh. No. Nobody likes it. I don't like to suffer too. But if I don't like to suffer then, why is the Bible telling me to suffer long? Teaching us patience. Before we get to that point, we'll be in some area. this morning. Yeah, yeah. Long suffering is of an ability or a character in a person to be patient. Just throwing all at me. To endure stuff. The Bible says, endure hardship as what? A good soldier of Christ. We're preaching together this morning, Mr. Mary. Amen. Are you still here, church? What does it mean to endure the thing that you go through? 
Let me tell you, church, there's always a way out of anything. Are you still here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you need $1,000, you can either choose to wait on the Lord or choose to borrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's an alternative. That's a way out. You can choose to do whatever you want to do uh-huh. and solve your problems. But see, if you do not learn to wait upon God, you will never be able to receive anything from God. So those who wait upon Him, He gives them things. Now, if I wait on Him today and He heals me today, do you think I want to go take um, pills tomorrow when I, I do the pain? No! Because I went yesterday and healed me, I'm going to wait again today so that the same God who healed me yesterday can do what? Heal me again today. You have to learn to wait on the church. Look at the next thing he says. You gentle. Come on, help me out here, church. Come on, bring it back here, bring it back here. You gentle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At the time of my life, I used to be very predictable. If you do A to me, you are definitely going to see me do B back to you. Are you still here, church? Yes. That's been very predictable. You know, he's gonna, I know he's going to react like this. I'm going to do this thing here because I don't see him right like this. But these days, there are certain things you are going to do to me, and the response you're going to get is just a look. Wow, man. Just a look. And I won't say anything to you. Or sometimes, as pastor, you know, I would do things, you call them out. What are you doing? This is, I find out what you do, I keep quiet, I don't say anything. Because I'm learning myself, church. Please don't get distracted, don't speak back here. I'm learning myself, church, as a pastor, to have that spirit evident in me. If you're a father in this place, are you predictable to your children? Are you predictable to your kids? Like, you do something. Your kids just set themselves already. You know that's going to be me for this day. So you just set themselves with beating already. Because you know this is going to get it. How many of you grew up with, you, you know, you knew your parents so well that every time you do something wrong, you know what you're going to get. So you can say yourself, I know I'm going to get it right now. So I don't put myself in position to get it. Right? Right? Be that, right? But now watch this. That very predictable father, you do something, and just puts your turn, ignores it. He just walks away. You're not going to do it, right? What just happened? No, no, no. Did he just act like he didn't see what I did or he didn't know what I did? But you know what that does to you? You as a child, it gives you courage to want to keep acting crazy. Because you think that your father is so meek now, you're not going to touch you anymore. Some of us think that your parents are so old now that they can't do anything to you anymore. My parents are just going to, you know, just that's not true. They are learning something through your disobedience. Can I say, can I talk about this a little bit? Every child has a way they operate. When your parents keep you quiet, it's because they know how you function now. It's not because they're getting older. They just know how you are. And church, the same thing applies with God. When God starts keeping quiet, when you do some things, you don't feel convicted in your spirit anymore. God is saying, okay, I want you myself now. It's never a good feeling, church. Don't think that because your pastor doesn't speak anymore, when you do something wrong, or your mom doesn't call you out anymore. Don't think that they're getting too mean, they're getting too good now, so they don't say anything anymore. Pastor doesn't care anymore. No, church. It is for your own health. Because everybody God puts in your life, He puts them to watch after you, to care for you, to guide you. Sometimes guidance will include discipline. But if you don't get discipline anymore, church, don't feel like you're too grown now. That's a guy discipline anymore. If I were you, I would become more remorseful. Why? Because the what 
upon you has lifted. That's why sometimes you commit a sin, keep on doing the same sin over, over, over again. After a while, you don't feel guilty about it anymore. Like, eh, whatever. I did it. Because the watchful eyes have left. What am I saying this morning, church? I'm talking to you now. This is the effect of having this fruit in your life. Let me just like finish this four times over. So we talk about long suffering, gentleness, goodness. Goodness. The same thing Christ exhibited when he went, he went around. Notice he went around doing what? Good. Everywhere he went, all he did was good. One of the models of this church, church is that we go out and we do good. I can't preach about good. You don't know what good is. Faith. I talked about faith. Meekness. Temperance. But look at what the Bible says next. Against such, there is what? There's what? There's no law. So if I operate the fruit of the Spirit in my life, it becomes evident in my life, I can't break any law. That's what it means. So when your life becomes productive, church, it means that you are always in good standing or right standing with God. Someone is still here. Yeah. If you can exhibit all the things that are written in this scripture right here, right now, it means that you cannot miss the mark with God. God is not talking about the Ten Commandments. All God is saying to you is focus on the fruit. This is evidence that my life is inside of you. The evidence of God being inside of you is not working of miracles. Those are the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts speak lots of a person. But the fruit does. I can come here and heal the sick, but not have joy. I can come here and heal the sick all I want, but not have patience. I can come here and talk and talk and talk and swear all this much and not have love. Most importantly, church, tell yourself I have to bear fruit. Bearing fruit is not what you receive. Bearing fruit is what you give. Are you still here, church? God says go out there and bear fruit that will remain. Go out and give joy to somebody else from the abundance of joy you have flowing through you. Are you still here, church? For against such, there is no law. No law, church. No law against you. Because you operate the fruit of the Spirit, it becomes evident in your life that you are a God lover or a God server. Assignment for us. We're going to end this here today. Have a quick assignment for us. When you bear fruit, church, the next point of the bearing all these fruits is something called habits. But I can't talk about any of that today. But I have an assignment for you. How many fruits of spirit are there? How many are they? How many fruits of the spirit are there? No, about nine of them. One, six. Nine of them, right? Do me a favor. When you get home, get a piece of paper, get a pen, write down how many of these fruits do I exhibit? How many of these fruits do I show in my life? Alright, church? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. Now I'll add this to it. When you come next Sunday, don't put your name on the list. We're gonna look at all the fruits of the spirit, or the fruit of the spirit that we are exhibit, and then we're gonna pray about it. 
Are you still here, church? We're going to go on to the very practical. We're going to pray about those things that we say are in our lives. Is somebody still here? Before we leave today, though, we have a communion service, but I'd like to pray for every one of us. We're going to anoint ourselves with oil today. Now, every time oil is introduced into anything, it speaks of freshness and newness. Are you still here, church? Please stand to your feet. I want us to pray this morning. Lift our hands up to God and speak to God this morning. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, meekness. And it says against such faith, against such, there is no law. I want you right now where you're standing, where you're standing, ask yourself, if I ever claim to love someone, do I love them because or for no reason? If we come to church, I say I love you. Why do I love you in church? Why do I love you? Why do I care about you? Is it because as a pastor, I want more members? I want you as a member that I am loving you. At the end of the church, every fruit will be weighed. The motive behind any of these things, church, weighs very heavy. Right now, I just want to speak to you. Think about these things. Think about it. Do I have this in my life? We have patience. Today, I'm going to pray about those things. Just pray about them. Extray yourself right now and say, God, I don't have this. I lack this. The essence of teaching God's word, church, is for application. For application. This word, I can't just hear it and sound good and go home. No, I have to now apply this word I've heard into my life. Now, please go ahead. Apply to your life, God. Where am I lacking in these things? Go ahead. God, where am I lacking? Where? 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 Where am I lacking? Where am I lacking, God? 